0: Let's take a look at this. Now, I think this is going to apply to a lot of us because there's a lot of folks that love the water in here. Is that true? Yes. Like everybody's going, yeah, yeah. Yes. I love the water. I'm just a, got a healthy respect for it. You know, I really do because everybody knows my swimming. Uh, swimming ability is not the best. So, when I was thinking about some things that I experienced the last few weeks and over time, and that we all deal with, I, I, I asked, them, "Well, what, are, what can we work through? What you're showing me, Lord? Help me put some feet to this." And this is what we call, the we call it the danger of our faith afloat. And I'm talking about the drifting Christian. And the reason I want to talk about that today is because I see as children of God, we walk past so many blessings that God has for us. And and I want us to really try to tune in and think about some stuff. And we're going to kind of pinpoint some areas that we have to be careful of. And what I mean by that is there's so much more that God desires for his children, yet we sit on the sidelines of life. Have you ever seen that? You know, sometimes with our own children, you know, we just say, "Hey, you know, let's let's go ahead and jump into, into this." And you know, you've got the support, you've got the backing, and they get right to the edge and they stop. Or maybe they'll they'll jump in, and when things get a little tough or or whatever, they 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 cling to the things of the world. Or maybe we get out there and we just go, "Ah, man, everything's cool." Well, we're going to address those areas today because I tell you, we've always got to. Give account we've always got to continue to to keep our focus on the lord So what I want to do with with this is is take a look at how easy it is for us to get comfortable in our christian walk All right, and something I want to show Um, we we, it's very dangerous and one of the things I find is is that the current of the world is very strong And ungodly so i'm going to jump through here now I want to ask you guys this Uh, look do not try this at home I do I actually uh Drafted in some supermodels from KTP, some actors and stunt guys to help me with this next thing. So um, these are just actors, and don't try this at home, okay? First, I want to talk about the danger that I find in some things is this. That some people just jump in head first right in their face. I mean, they just dive right on in, you know? Y'all don't know who that is. You can't see from there, but that's all right. We'll change the names if you do know who it is. Like I said, don't try this at home. But what happens sometimes is this. I see this. They're jumping head first in faith. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But what happens is they never consider the cost. And when things start getting tough sometimes, they start getting back to the shoreline for safety. And then they don't want to venture out anymore. They're very skeptical about getting back in the flow of servant and fellowship. Now this next one, I'm going to tell you this next one's dangerous. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We see this this sometimes. See, a lot of times some folks will jump in in their faith and they become overwhelmed. And they start battling the, in the water, you know. And, and, and what they're trying to do is they think, man, I can do it on my own. And what they, they find out, that current's pretty tough. And, and what happens a lot of times is we get out there and for some reason they think about the, the value comes from, from what they're doing. The value is what God's already placed in you when you give your life to the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. But God says you're worth it. That's why he sent Jesus. You know, I love that in Romans where he says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that's what I want to talk about today. You know, uh, I had an opportunity to do some playing some music yesterday, some soggy songs for the Lord, but that was all right. And went to a couple places and we uh, we we played at a karate demo thing yesterday. That's pretty cool. You know, it's one of those things, they came out and helped us, and we're going to come out and help them, you know, putting together. And I, and I tell you, really enjoyed it because, you know, that their focus is so good on what they believe, you know what I mean? And we were able to share the gospel message and do some things there. And then after that, we rung everything out, and we went over to, I call it the Coliseum Mall. What is it, Town Point? Peninsula Town Center. That's yeah, Peninsula Town Center. And, you know, I'm going up to the one, I'm going to the other one. I don't know, they're too close to the names are. But anyway, we got there, and we partnered with uh, some crew called the... Um, a youth challenge and teen challenge and stuff. And what they do is they have a program designed uh, to help folks that have drug addictions and things like that. But it's never a program. It's Christ through a program. And see, he's the one that breaks the shackles. He's the one that keeps us from drifting. He's the one that sets us back on course. And so when I was out there yesterday, I was hearing these people's stories. And it was just, man, just, just sounding in my heart, man, of what God's done for us. And a lot of times, like I said, just like this fellow here, you know, when we're using that as an example, we get out over our heads sometimes. And we go, man, what's going on? Yeah, we believe Jesus died for our sins and we've come to that personal relationship. And then we, we start trying to add to it sometimes. Or the, the waves of the world kind of overtake us. And what I want to tell you, you're not in it alone, all right? And, and really where I want to kind of get to is this. Click this again. There it is. The danger of the drifting Christian. See, this is, this is the guy that says, hey, man, I'm saved. Everything's cool. Let the preacher do it. You know, why should I have to give? Why do I, you know, I don't need to go to church. But what they find is they slowly start drifting off the mark. Man, there's a lot of things that I want to share out of this here. You know, you see things in life, and God wants to use your life. He doesn't just put you up on a shelf when you when you give your life to the Lord. That's what He puts you in service for the Lord. And so God has so much more for you. Just like I said in the opening slide, we walk past so many things that God has for us. A few more things here. God wants you to serve. God wants to bless you. Why? So you can be a blessing to others. Alright? And that's that's a big word there. That, that, a lot of times we think, oh man, what's in it for me? Well, what's in it for you might be because God wants you to be a good steward with that. I'm not always talking about finances. If God's blessed you in that, that's fine. It may be in time, it may be in talent, it may be in listening, it may be in that compassion that we sing about. Whatever it is, God will use it in your life. So what I want to do now, I'm going to get Daryl to help me out with a little something. Before he jumps on that, I want to say that we're not in this alone. And so if he can pull that up, that little clip there, I want you guys to take a look at this and, and understand that, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to have a friend when you're in need. In there, and you're talking about a 200-pound guy that does not swim, you know, and they coax me out of the boat, you know, kind of step out in the, in the flow. And, and, you know, they really didn't have to coax much because I'm like, man, they're having so much fun. I want to do this, you know. And they're like, how are we going to get him in this thing? And I'm going, I can do it, I can do it. And Dave's going, I wish you could do it. That's killing me. <laughs> Pushing me back over the top, man. But you know what? My partner didn't desert me, did he? We made it. Oh my goodness, that's just a little icebreaker. But you know what? We laugh about those things. But if you do a parallel with our walking in in faith, isn't there a lot to that? Isn't it sometimes you see people just jump in? Hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything you need. And could you come here next uh, next Sunday and help us set up chairs? You mean next Sunday? You mean like like nine o'clock? Well, I man, I got your back. But I mean next Sunday. Well, how about next month? Next month, man. You know, next month I always fill in the blank. You know. So you see that sometimes. And then you see some other folks, they, they, they get out there and say, oh, I would, but I just can't. And I well, I don't know. And, and you know, we start looking at the problems instead of the problem solver. And then so, so often, what I want to address mainly today is how we start drifting and drifting. We get comfortable and think, man, you know, I'm saved. I go to church every now and then. Read my Bible, you know, at least twice a year, you know. God wants that relationship all the time. Let me ask you this, those that are married. How good do you think it would work out if you just talked to your wife and told her you loved her about once or twice a year? You better like some TV dinners. That's all I can tell you. husbands. it goes both ways. Children. You know, mom and dad still like to hear that. Even when you don't need gas in your car. Okay? That's good. Even when you don't need a new video game, just say, Dad, I love you. Mom, I love you. That's always good to hear. That's just, that ain't even in the notes. I'm just throwing that out there. Right? Because you know Christmas is coming. All right? Well, let's see what else we got, guys. We're just a little sluggish today. Let's take a look at God's word. Now I know you guys got your handouts and I got some of this on here. We've got some good notes for us to take because the reason we love to give notes is because you know what? God's word never comes back void. And we're going to be lacing this with scripture, and you guys can look back and reflect on this and build your faith, okay? So let's read this here. It says Hebrews 2, verse 1. For this reason, we must pay we must pay closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. It was talking about as our faith, sometimes we, we jump in and then was like, I got it. I got it. And then next thing you know, we don't have it. That's why it's the relationship. That's why it's constantly going back to the truth of God's word. And so what I want to look at here is we got to be listening to that warning. Look at this. It says, for this reason we must pay much closer attention to what we have what? Heard. Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You know, I want to encourage you when you read your Bible, read it out loud. It didn't say faith come by reading. I know you can get it. It faith comes by hearing, right? So let's, let's speak those words, man. Our words so often, I tell you, we don't realize how that sets the framework for our faith and our foundation, okay? So I want to take a couple of things there. What happens is when we get going sometimes, just like these folks were doing, it hasn't changed over 2,000 years. We start to drift. We start letting the ways of the world come in and, and cloud our view of who Christ is. We get comfortable and complacent. So what happens is, over time, we start looking towards the world for fulfillment and things and answers to the problem. But that's just what the enemy wants you to do. See, I don't want second best for anybody. I want the best, and the best is Jesus. And that's why I'm always talking about Jesus because he's always he's the one. He's the way, the truth, the life, and we're going to see that. Now, what else we got here, what I want to talk about is, that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do, is take your eyes off that. Or, listen to what somebody else says. Again, why do we always go back to this? Well, Pastor Buddy said, well, Pastor Buddy's going to say, when you ask me about it, I'm going to say, what did we say on number two? We said, Hebrews 2, 1, or whatever it is. I want to back it up with the word. Why? Because I want to give you what God's got for you. Not my best. I give you my best, but my best is not what you need. You need... God's best, and that is the Word of God. Amen? So I always say, man, if they're not backing up with the Word, let's keep on stepping, alright? Let's see what else we got here. I want to kind of define some things, and I've got a couple of slides on this, and there's a, there's a little bit of room for you to write in uh, some of the text here, but I think you guys are going to have a, a, a lot to, to, to chew on. I know when I was looking at this, putting this message together, I was like, man, there's so many of these things I do, and I didn't even realize it. You know? Because if we're not careful, we can kind of start moving that spiritual chalk line when we're not looking, you know? We're kind of over here and we're drifting over here. But if we use God's Word, man, as that plumb line, we're always going to be in tune to the things of God. Amen? So let's take a look at a couple of these, all right? Everybody's got their notes? First thing, it says things we should know about drifting. How are we going to define some stuff? Drifting no, requires no effort. Now, you know what? There's a lot of times in our Christian walk, we see. That we don't put in any effort. Are we honest with that? You know, we just go, okay. And we wonder why the results are the same. You know, we go, man, I just don't understand that. Well, you know what? God wants us to engage in that relationship. God wants us to spend time with him. You think about this. Let's do a parallel on here. You stop rowing against the wind and the tide, what's going to happen? You're going to start drifting. And guess what's coming up? The rocks, right? (laughs) Danger zone. Let's keep rolling. It's an unconscious process. Many times, many times we just get complacent, and we just we just kind of kind of just cruise. It reminds me of this. Do you ever been traveling a lot, riding? You know, you're riding along, and especially you know, I think about Alexa coming back and forth from college. I'm always concerned about that. I say, Texas when you get there, Texas when you get here. You know, kind of keep her plugged in on that. You know, I can just imagine when I, when I'm driving and I'm looking at the road, and the road just seems to be long. And we see the same things, and next thing you know. You go over, and you you get those little rumble strips. You know, there's a rumble strip in your Christian walk. It's called the Holy Spirit, okay? When you start getting over there, the Holy Spirit's going, hey, 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 get back in line. I was talking to one of my buddies. that's a truck driver, man. He's something else. He was telling me a story. He said, man, I said, how long have you been driving a truck? He said, oh, man, about 15 years. I said, I bet you see some stuff. He said, yeah. He said, some of the stuff you don't see is kind of scary. I said, what do you mean? He said, I was driving this load, man, and I had to have it to this place. He said, I was driving. And I started drifting. And he said, the time I got over here, he said, I thought I was awake. And he said, I got into this rumble, what do you call this, little rumble strips, right? He said, I got back over there. He said, I went to a 7-Eleven. He says, in the middle of the night. And he told the lady, he said, I think I hit something. He's looking at the truck. He said, no, I didn't hit anything. And he says, she said, I still got like 400 miles to go, you know. And I got to get this load there. And the lady said, well, I got something for you. <laughs> he said, that woman gave me a BC powder and a Mountain Dew, I was up for three days. So, I don't know. He said, he said man, I'm going to tell you, don't ever do that. He, he said, three days. He's like, you're going to go to California. Yeah! I said, really? He said, man, that's dangerous stuff. But you know what? Those, those little promptings probably saved his life. The blood pressure probably went through the roof with, with the BC pattern and, and the drink. But I'm not, I'm not condoning that. I'm just telling you about There's It's easy in our life to look. Out And you say, man, I've just been on this road so long. I've just been walking this path so long. I've been hoping so long. And then we start to veer. But God's standing there, and he's bringing people alongside. Guys, that's why we get together coming up every week now, real soon. Um, that's why we get together as much as we can, so we can encourage one another. Not to point out the faults in everybody. We wouldn't have nothing else to do if we did that. We can take my life. He just oh, my goodness, you know. But I'm telling you, what we do is we come alongside of you and allow the, the Lord to take his word and bring correction to our life. And then we step into it, all right? Let's keep rolling. Very good, very good. We never drift upstream or against the tide. How many know you don't drift on course? You know what I'm thinking about? You don't drift on, if you did drift on course, they wouldn't call it drift, they call it following. You know, you're drifting off course, you're just cruising, you know? But that's what, we like that easy button. My boss at works, I had to, had to do something the other day, and he said, I'll take care of that. He went over here and did that, and he said, come on back, I need you to do something for me. I said, what's that? He said, hit that button. That was easy. Y'all ever see that little easy one? That was easy. I said, man, I need one of those at church. But I don't think it works that way all the time. But that's what we look for so often is hit the easy button. We default to this, this, this natural, and we want the easy thing. We want the quick fix and stuff. But just like I said here, we never drift upstream or against the tide. I want to read a little bit about that. Check this out. Faithfulness to the Lord is like rowing upstream. That's a good place to put that in your notes if you want to. We must constantly be adding to our faith. I'm going to give you some scripture to go with that. 2 Peter 1, verse 8. It says, The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So what do we need to do? We must constantly add to our faith, right? How do we do that? We're going to talk about that. You know what? We need to continue to walk that out. We keep growing, and we keep on course. Amen? You're going to say amen if you want now. It won't hurt my feelings. All right. The speed downstream increases. How you know how many people know when trouble's coming? It comes fast, man. Usually, and it comes in a big pile. Sometimes, you know, it's just like, wow, I was just trying to get my head back up from this, and boom, you know. Well, I want to talk to you about that and give you a few things here. The danger increases with the speed of the drift. Can you imagine? I was watching the other day, uh, Channel 37. Who is it? Bonanza. Bonanza. Little Joe. Hoss. Right. And they were doing something. They were taking these logs down this ride, man. Little Joe gets on that thing, and oh man, he's looking good. That curly thing. Everybody loves Little Joe, don't you? I'll tell you what. I wish I had one of those little green vests when I was coming along. He was ready, man. I, he was my favorite. A little later on, when I start gaining weight, I liked Hoss. I was like, Hoss is a good looking guy, there, isn't he? You know, I mean, that's, that's funny. Isn't it funny when you get older too? And you know, people say, "How old's that guy?" So oh, he's 94. Yeah, man, that young fella. Well, you just you start shifting it. Every year, you shift about five years of what was young, you know? So I'm thinking like, like 95 is doing good now. So anyway, little Joe's on this thing, and he's cruising. He's going to help his daddy out. And he gets going, and, and he's, you know, he's getting all relaxed and going on down. Well, next thing you know, this thing is like a log flying. And the time, you know, it's picking up speed. Now, little Joe's starting to get a little concerned, you know? He makes it to the sideline. But you know what? That's happened so much in our life. We get out there, and we get on her on the interstate of life, and we start saying, oh, man, everything's cool. Let's go on autopilot, just like with the cruise control. You know, Thomas said, oh, I don't like doing cruise control. You know? And then after a couple of little postcards from the... Uh, State police, he said, you know, I, I don't really mind using that anymore. You can, guys can fill in the blank for that. I there, am right? a very, very good driver. He is a great driver. Uh-huh, I've taken more classes than anybody else. That's right. If y'all have any questions, he can tell you about those eight-hour classes. he probably teach be it. teaching. That's good. But you know what? That brings correction, brings things to our mind. Amen? I think I better go to the next slide where my insurance agent comes. Here we go. Here we go. It's dangerous to others. That applies to that, too. <laughs> Why do they do that? It's dangerous to others. Now, think about this. I know one of my friends in the back, here can attest to this. Man, if you just got a boat that's just floating all around, it's dangerous. Because you're going here, and this thing's coming. He's like, is that guy coming over here? That guy's in my lane? I learned about that, too, the other day with, with Dave. We're out there. Me and Mr. Southall's out here. What is it? On, red, right on red return? That's all I know. I do know this. I know where Dave and Glory live. I know where Bubba's used to be, and I know I could probably make it back to Owens because I said, hold on, I smell burgers. <laughs> Outside of that, and I was like, man, we're going way too far from my house, you know. But those signs and things like that, uh, we need to do that. And I tell you what, being dangerous to others, man, you don't realize that people are out of control sometimes. You, don't, you need to separate yourself from that. I thought about this the other day. We got some great tickets to an ODU football game, and I know they were good because they could come complete with our own drunk. He sat right behind us. I'm not kidding. We're right there, and you talk about it is dangerous to others. You know, the band's playing. He's yelling. The mascot's coming out there. He's telling him he's got fleas. He's has He's everything. You know, and I'm like, and then then he wants to be everybody's friend, and he's laying over Thomas, and then hey, I'm like, hey and I'm thinking, Lord, my goodness, man. So luckily, about the third quarter, he lost his voice. And uh, he settled on down. But you know what? It's dangerous to others, man. A lot of times when we get all out there and, 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 and not focused on the things of God. All right? Let's take a look at this. It ends in shipwreck. And that's what I want to talk about here, too. You know what? i put it this way. A boat adrift will crash on the rocks or go into the falls. For those who are spiritually, that, that who drift spiritually, we're on a collision course with sin. And that's what happens is because we start just a little out of time, a little out of time, and next thing you know, we go, man, how did I get here from there? But you know what? i got some good news for you. Jesus is your life preserver. Isn't that something? That you can call on him any time. Isn't that good? You ever been on something like at, at Bush Gardens or something? And you, you want to go, stop the ride, and your hair is blowing back? I didn't think I was doing that, but I got on that Griffin thing, and they take your picture, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, I was like that, but I tell you what, I lost like three wrinkles during that time. I mean, that baby was back here. I was like, man, I look like I'm 25 again. But my hair looked like I was I ate chicken for Popeyes. That's what it did. i like that, man. So I tell you what, it's so many things that you can use parallels in. When we look, to me, everything starts becoming a sermon. And you know, I was like, man, that could, you know, we could use that. I want to challenge you this week, as you, as you go through your life, think about how God's using certain things in your life and think how is that speaking to me spiritually you can take that and put that up against the backdrop of god's word and i guarantee you the holy spirit will take that and tune that just what you need and that's what's so awesome about the holy spirit is you know i could preach this message and it will speak to you a certain way and it will speak to you a certain way and you a certain way and it's all the same message but what god does he takes it and molds it to a heart to anchor our souls to Christ, Amen. That's what's so amazing. i talked to people through the week, and they call and say, "Hey, man, that message, blah 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 blah, I don't want." It. Okay, I don't remember saying that, but that's good. But God took that and made it so much more. You hear us prayer every week. God made this so much more. He knows what you need. He knows where you're at, and He's more than able to sustain you and get you through. Right? And you know what's so good about that? It's not the Christian walk. It's not just getting by. You know, we're not just getting by. God says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Amen? So a couple of things I want to look at here. When we think about shipwreck, the ultimate desire of the devil. We use this scripture a lot because I want you guys to get this in your, in your hearts and your mind. John 10.10. 10, it talks about how the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But there's more to that. Jesus said, but I have come to bring you life in abundance. See, there's always hope with Christ. You know, the devil said, I'm going to get you like this. Right? And, and, and the Lord said, well, I already got you like this. I got your back. I got your side. I got your front. I've gone before you. Amen? How are we looking on time? We're doing good. I don't have this time here going. So y'all have to help me out. We miss down, don't we? What else do we got here? I put this in here. I thought this was something else. It's all out of salt on your on your life and on your on your faith. I tell my kids all the time. I said, the devil's not trying to bruise you. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Now, I tell you that this morning not to scare you. I tell you that to inform you and then help you realize who you are in Christ. See, if you don't know that you got a check in your pocket for a million dollars, you might live way down here. If you don't know that you're a child of God and God's went before you and purged your sin and said you're forgiven and that you're a masterpiece, you might not live like that. But if you come here every week, you're going to be hearing about it, I promise you, because we want to take the Word of God and build you up. All right? Good stuff. I like this. You know, I was talking about those markers, Dave. I thought about this last night. Right on rate of return, right? I don't know what the green one's for, but I know right on rate of return. But anyway, I thought, following the markers of Christ, the captain of our salvation, will guide us safely into port. And I thought, oh, God, that's good. I'm going to write that one down. That's really good. You know what? There are markers just like what we saw on the, on the war. And we're looking, and, and he's like, no, we can't go over this way. And, and we're going this way. And I was like, okay. i how does he know this stuff? He spends time out there. He spends time out there. He was telling me, man, when I was a kid, we used to be out here all the time. Time. He loves water. A lot of you guys spend time out there, you know? I'm like, so where are we? You know, they know exactly every little leg over here, over here, and I'm just, and it's just kind of amazing, you know? But it's awesome to see how when people spend time, or they are compassionate about something, or passionate about something, they know about it. So, How much do we know about Christ? Are we compassionate about Him? Amen? Let's take a look. Picking up some speed here. Everybody hanging in, right? Doing good? Doing good. All right, let's look at some common signs of drifting, right? We're going to pick up some speed here. We'll hit these as we go through. These are some signs that we can look at and kind of just do a little little check in our life, okay? How much are you reading your Bible? Now, I don't say you've got to be a Bible scholar and stay up all night, but are we spending time in our Bible daily, Okay? I want to encourage you daily. I'm not saying, oh, don't just check the box. I read 416 pages last week. You can read a paragraph and God can speak to you in that. It might just be a verse. Have you ever seen how, it really, we've taken one verse and look how God's just expanded on that, right? So I want to encourage you to read your Bible, but these are common signs. If you're drifting, this might be you today. It might be us today. So let's take a look at this, all right? Something else. You pray quickly or not at all. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I see this a lot of times. we talk about this sometimes, and I'm guilty of myself. I just want to use God on the big stuff, you know? I got it. And then next thing you know, we go, I don't have it. God's willing to intervene and walk with you every step of the way, all right? You become weak in your worship. We go, well, yeah, you don't want to get into it or this or that. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean jumping up and, and, and square dancing, we can worship in a lot of different ways. It's, it's the heart of worship. It's the mind of worship. Giving praise to the Lord. It may be something, you know, you might like cutting the grass. I'll tell you, I had the Lord speak to me more when I was cutting the grass uh, than anything else. And Thomas was thinking maybe I ought to do more of that. But yes. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but, you know, uh, that's great, isn't it, when your kids get to that lawnmower pushing age. <laughs> that's a blessing right there. Yes, Oh, yes. man. <laughs> Here's something else. You shy away from sharing your faith. See, a lot of times when we get a, a, a kink in, our, in our, our spiritual walk, so to speak, we, you know, we don't, we don't share our faith. Like that. I've seen a lot of guys, as we've been walking along, I've seen some guys that really have spoken to my life as time goes by. And I see them five years later or ten years later. I say, what's going on? Oh, I'm just kind of doing this. I'm going, what? Man, you helped me so much in my life. At this particular time, this guy was just walking with the Lord and things. And they cool off. And they drift. I don't want us to do that. I don't want to do that. And the only way we continue on is to keep our eyes on the Lord. Continue to just take those bellows, man, and blow all that fire of faith, you know? You stop attending church on a regular basis. Man, you know, I know everybody's got busy schedules and got stuff going on, but man, I want to encourage you, be here as much as you can. Be here as much as you can. And you know what, I'll even say this, if you're not here, go somewhere, uh, if, you, if you have to here, go somewhere to are preaching the Word, you know, because it's about kingdom stuff. It's not about a KTP thing, it's about a kingdom thing. But if you look real close, I pray that when you look at the KTP thing, you see it is a kingdom thing, because that's what we want. We want to encourage you, we want to build you up in the Lord, so that God can use you as the masterpiece that He created you to be, all right? That's what we're talking about. I want to read this to you, all right? You guys write this down 1st Peter 5 8 through 9 we use this from time to time and, and it just kept coming back to me here it says stay alert watch out for your great enemy the devil he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour stand firm against him and be strong in your faith our salvation doesn't just stop about receiving Christ and let me finish what I'm saying here it starts an awesome relationship with the Lord And when I say that, we know, you hear it every week, that our salvation is secure in Christ. That that it's, it's a done deal. It's all about what Jesus did. But what I want to say, what I was trying to say in that statement was this, that God's got so much more for you. You just don't say, well, I'm not going to hell. Just hanging out until he calls me home. I pray that we jump in and say, Lord, how can I serve you? How can I tell somebody else so that they won't go to hell? How can I tell somebody else that you're awesome and tell them what you've done in my life? How can I tell them a testimony of what you've done in my kid's life? How can I tell them about how you walked through this in my darkest day that you pulled me through? See, that's what God wants us to do. Man, be that light. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to know the Bible frontwards and backwards. I encourage you to just tell them just a snippet of what God's done in your life. You'll be surprised who's listening. You'll be surprised who will come and ask you more. If nothing else, invite them to church. Something. Invite people. You know how people come? It's not because of the signs that there's a few people that come to the signs. But because of the signs and their websites and all those things are mighty tools of the Lord. Probably somebody invited you. If somebody invited you to church, you raise your hand. Sometime or another. they might invite you. Get their hand up. <laughs> so, somebody invited you guys, right? So, hey, man, can you come? Facebook, something. Somebody told you, right? So guess what? We can do that. We can do it. And now the way things are, it's really not that hard, right? You can push one button and invite 850 people. That's what I like. I'm not a really big Facebook guy. You don't need to know what I ate last night. You don't need to know what I weigh, And you probably don't want to see any of my pictures jumping over the side of the boat. But I can tell you, hey, why don't you all come on out and let's, let's praise the Lord together, all right? Because why? We need to stay alert. Watch out for you, crazy <coughs> enemy, the devil. But you know what? We have victory. So how does all this come together, buddy? You've been telling us all these things. All right, let's put a little feet to our faith. How to anchor our soul. Let's take a look at this. Anchor your soul to the truth of God's word. What I mean by that? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. All right? Attend a small group on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. <laughs> that is currently running at the Picosa Library. Right? That's a good way. You can read a devotion book with your family or maybe even on your lunch break. I try to think of some things. How can we implement this? Guys, if there's anything on that table over there that will help you grow in faith or help you at your job or somebody that's hurting or thinking, take it with you. That's why it's there. We'll get some more. We'll get some more. We've got got little things over here. We've got a devotion book. Hey, it might just be the seed that God will order for somebody to come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. All right? Let's see what else we got. can't read it. <laughs> Be obedient to the Bible. I don't have a two in there, but that's what it meant. Be obedient to the Bible. What do I mean by that? Once you read the Word, apply its truth to your life. If you've got a lot of good information, then you never do nothing with it. I mean, you can look at it. I see people, the guys I work with, I just example. They give me all the, you need to invest in this, and you need to invest in this, and you need to invest in this. And guess what? I don't invest in that. I didn't do anything with the information. But sometimes, a couple of months later, I go, man, I'm sure glad I didn't do nothing with that information. Right? Because it's the best that man can give. What I want you to hear is, the best that God can give will always pay eternal dividends. Amen? Alright, everybody write down in notes, right? Submit to Him when He shows you areas of correction. We've got to make course Corrections. When we're out on the boat, we've got to make course corrections. You know? We've got to do that. In our life, we've got to make course corrections. God allows course corrections. And you know what? He sets the stage for us so that we can hone back in on that, right? That's the truth of His Word. All right? So we're new to life to Him each morning. What do you mean by that? Each day is new with mercy and grace. But you've got to accept it, right? And live out each day for Christ. So, if you had a rough day yesterday, just start a new one today. All right? God wipes that slate clean by the blood of Christ and says, Come on, let's start again. You can't plow backwards. You think about it, man, if I'm trying to do this, I'm all over the road. You can't drive that boat too good back here. But you know what? If we're focused on something, like Gloria was saying, landmarks. You know what? There's landmarks that the Lord is laying out for you. Like, hey, there's church here. Hey, there's a small group here. Hey, somebody's doing a Bible study over here. Those are things that God is speaking to your heart. I believe that you can get back on track, okay? And me. Trust and rely on the Holy Spirit to guide you. All right. Let the Lord guide your step. And listen to the voice of the Lord. God still speaks to His people. Aren't you glad? God still speaks to His people, and that are just a few that is just a few ways that we can anchor our soul to God's truth I got a couple more slides here and uh, I think you guys are going to like this this is something the Lord spoke to me many many years ago when I was working on some stuff probably right when I start preaching and, and I was like man this is this is a lot of work you know I just thought I was going to open up stuff write a couple of notes down and everything is going to be lovey-dovey it takes effort and this is what the Lord showed me about effort in, uh, effort takes, all right? Energy, focus, faith, obedience, resistance, and time. And I'm going to break them out. So that's how I broke this out. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. We need to get involved. It's a relationship. We always talk about a relationship. We need to get involved. That's why when we finish up here, I always say, well, take a few minutes to get to know somebody. I want you to know your brothers and sisters in Christ here. You know? So what is it? It takes time. I always say another way to spell love is T-I-M-E. Time. Takes time. Here we go. Focus. We become what we behold. I'm going to tell you what. If you keep looking to the Lord, he will continue to mold you into the image of Christ. That's his desire. He takes off the old, puts on the new. And he does it so merciful and graceful and restores us, man. It's amazing because it's a love relationship. All right? Amen. amen. I'm, I'm glad of that too. Amen. amen. Faith. What are we talking about? Trust in the truth. You're going to see a lot about the truth here, right? <laughs> Obedience. Align yourself with the truth. All right? This is how we do it. Stand on the truth. Resist that. Stand on the truth. When the enemy comes against you, stand. Talks about that in Ephesians 6, a little homework. I want you guys to look at that. The book of Ephesians, chapter 6, talks about put on the full armor of God, all right? Resist. Sometimes we've got to just say, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know what? We've got to speak it out sometimes. You know, that's not the best for me. And then we move on and step into what God has, which is the best for us, all right? Time. Invest in the truth. And I kind of built on those things because I wanted to get to this. I said, look, trust in the truth. Align yourself with the truth. Stand on the truth and invest in the truth. And if you do that, you'll find out this, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So guys, I tell you what, as we get ready to bring this to a close, I want to tell you a few things. Right here, this is my prayer for us. No drifting allowed, all right? I pray that we could just keep our focus on that. And what I want to do, I'd like to to pray for us and finish out a little bit today. Did anybody enjoy that message just a little bit? Did that kind of help bring a few things in? I know Jason liked being a supermodel up there. Let's give him a hand on that. You did a great job. You know... I'll I tell you, it's good. sometimes we just need to laugh at ourselves. And, and I'm going to tell you, I have to laugh at myself because it just gets crazy sometimes. But you know what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And sometimes I think, and we get in here and we laugh a little bit, you know, probably knocking off five or ten points off your blood pressure. You know what I mean? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So, guys, as we just bring this to a close, I ask you to close your eyes. And I want you to listen to this song a little bit. And it talks about the power of God. It talks about the given. What can heal the broken soul? What can make a sweater so? What can fail the side? I really, really enjoy that song because it hits me so many things that God has done for us. Broken mm-hmm. mill. spirit, I just pray if there's someone here today that's definitely giving their lives to the Lord, I pray that today is the day. And you say, buddy, what's that all about? It's understanding that uh, that we are sinners right Right out of the shoe, and we need a Savior. his name is Jesus. And he has made a way back into that relationship through the power of the cross. So if that's you today, it's as simple as this. Lord, come into my life and Son. And Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. And today, I call on your name for salvation. And we talk about that every week because it's in work. That's where it starts. And if you're here today and you say, Man, I've been drifting. I've been off course. And you know what? Today might be a day to just realign our life with that of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pray for each and every one of us starting with Father, help us align our lives with the truth. Of your word, of the message. The Father, you always want to bring us back safe to poor. And sometimes that road seems so long. I thank you that we have guardrails in our life, the Holy Spirit in us to get us through, to bring us to safety. Father, well, I pray for each one here, for whatever need they have, Lord, that you bring forth that in whatever manner or measure that they need, whether it's finances, Lord, it's encouragement, a oh, 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 word of uh, instruction a word of encouragement, whatever it is, Lord, may our hearts be open and we heed to that. Let us never forget what you've done and let us always step in to what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. We're going to finish up with a song.